What's up, Military Millionaires? I'm your host, David Bray, and we are here with Mr. Alexander Felice, who is uh, just beautiful as always, and the one and only Paul Farmer. And this is going to be a really exciting episode. So Paul is in the Army. He's a specialist, or he's an E4 in the Army, stationed out at Kansas at uh, Fort Riley. And he just did this really awesome thing where, well, you know what? I'm going to let him tell you, but let's just say that this is a great episode for those of you who are questioning whether or not you can do it. Uh, and whether or not you should take that first step with real estate. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and Paul, I'm just excited to, I mean, we jumped on an intro call the other day. And by the end of the intro call, I was like, you're, you're, you need to come on my podcast. So uh, I'm excited. So this is going to be good. So uh, why don't you give a little intro and then uh, just kind of tell your story on your first deal there. Welcome to the Military Millionaire Podcast, where we teach service members, veterans, and their families how to build wealth through personal finance, entrepreneurship, and real estate investing. I'm your host, David Perret, and together with my co-host, Alex Felice, we're here to be your no BS guides along the most important mission you'll ever embark on, your finances. Vehicle 1, you're clear to depart friendly lines. Roger, Vic 1, Oscar Mike. Yeah, um, so thank you, David, for the little intro. Um so I usually I've seen some of your podcasts and how they, you know, they usually do the intro. Um, usually they talk about how their first deal went and, you know, how long they've been doing this stuff. And I'm only 20 years old. And so I'm going to just give you a quick from high school to, to now, I guess, just about like four years ago. Um, but I was so I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I graduated high school in like around May of 2018. Um, I decided like college was not for me. Um, just because I didn't want to waste people's money on with the with the scholarships and me knowing that I wasn't going to be, um, you know, fully invested in school. So I'm like, you know what, let me just join the Army and, you know, see what life goes from there, because I want to see new people um, and, you know, visit different um, areas around the world. So I joined basic training, like literally like three weeks after I graduated um, high school. So June of 2018. Um, then we went to, well, I went to Fort Jackson, South Carolina for basic training. Um, and then I went to Fort Rucker, um, Alabama for AIT. Um, I'm in an aviation, um, MOS, so I'm in an aviation unit. Um, so I work with Apaches. Um, but, um, so long story short, basically what started off for me, um, I knew growing up, I'm, I'm always, always. I love money. Um, I like saving money. Um, so um, I wanted to do something that will always have, like I will always have money. Um, so um, I went to deployment. Uh, we left February, it's about to be two years already now, but we deployed to Iraq um, in February um, 2019. And I stood nine months over there. And during those times, um, I had my brother, he told me to read one book and it was the rich dad, poor dad. And I know a lot of people, their first thing that they say is like, the first thing they got them on to real estate was reading the book, rich dad, poor dad. Um, so I jumped on it and that literally changed like how I thought about how I can like make my money work for me basically. And they had a chapter about making money work for you. So um, I came back from deployment in November of 2019. Um, and me, I was a PV2 when I went to Iraq, I came back from Iraq as a PFC 
Um, and I already had about like $25,000, $26,000 saved. Um, and uh, I didn't know what to do with it, honestly. Um, so I went to a couple of real estate meetings. I joined the Bigger Pockets um, little forum that they had. Um, I wasn't really into the Facebook groups yet, um, but I started going to a couple of real estate because I started trying to do wholesaling. Um, but then that kind of like faded away. So then about nine months, 10 months in, I was just kind of like procrastinating myself. Like I knew I want what I wanted to do, but I just didn't do it. I didn't take any action. So um, my friend, and I'm in his house right now. He just bought this duplex. Um, he told me that, yay, um, farmer, um, I'm already talking to a real estate agent. Like you should definitely look into um, buying a house. Like I got a proof of the VLO and he's married. So, um, and I'm single too as well. I'm in the barracks. So uh, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, get approved for the VA loan. But I'm like, you know what, whatever, I'll just do it. So what I did was I started to, um, so this house that he got, I started looking around this neighborhood and literally the signs that they have for sale by the agents, I would just call them and say, hey, I'm interested in um, buying a home or buying a property, um, usually a multifamily. Cause I knew multifamily was for me would be, um, a way to get out to reach financial freedom. Um, so, uh, I called like about six or seven of them. And then I talked to my brother again and he gave me one of the agents. Um, her name is, I'm going to give a little shout out Victoria Berlin. Um, she's awesome. Uh, she, uh, me and her made a, a quick relationship. Um, and she found me a property off market. And it was for sale for about, well, it's for sale for $165,000. Um, it's a duplex. Uh, one side of it has a two-car garage. Both sides have big backyards. Um, it's a pretty nice space. Um, two beds, two baths, uh, with a basement too as well on both sides. Um, and I didn't really see the picture. I'm like, you know what? If the numbers make sense, I'll just shoot, I'll just shoot it. Um, and then the owner of the house told my agent that um, they're going to do a pause on the sale because what they're going to do is they're going to increase, they're going to try to sell it for one ninety five dollars um, because they're going to do a full remodel on the right side with the, the garage. So they put about twenty dollars to $30,000 into the remodeling. And literally, you would not believe what it is now to what it was before. With new appliances, they put brand new appliances in the kitchen, brand new cabinets new flooring, um, vinyl flooring, and um, they just decked it out. And I'm like, this is gonna be like a killer. And I did my numbers, I constantly did my numbers all the time. Um, I was just making sure that I was scared to like mess up. So I got approved for the VA loan as a single soldier uh, without BAH. So that was the key for me is that BAH was gonna kill me. Um, but actually it didn't, I got approved without the BAH. And um, yeah, so we got the deal on the contract. And we, so I started looking for the house around October, the end of October, around Halloween. And then um, we found the house on November 4th. I still remember the day. And we waited two months for the whole remodel. And I closed right before the year ended on December 31st, 2020. And I was just the most happiest because honestly, the rent that's going to be rented out for the remodeling side is about 1200. Um, and that's already, um, 
paying the mortgage off with that rent itself. And then also I have the left side. And um, with that rented out, with the price that I want to rent it for, which it'll reach it, um, I'll be cash flowing about like 550 bucks a month um, just on my first deal. And I'm like, this is it's crazy because I'm doing all this in the army, single. Um, so yeah, that is the intro. For real me. estate is so easy, bro. You said what? I said real estate is so easy. Yes, it is. And it was so crazy for me because honestly, I told myself and my friend, I'm like, it's so crazy how it only took me two months to do everything. And I waited since I came back from my wreck, took me about 10 months to actually do something about it and actually take action. And literally in two months, I found a, an amazing deal, a home run for me. So here's a th few things, though, I want to point out. So I think this is incredible because you you, had, you and I had been talking a little bit on Instagram, but you are not the first person who's ever asked me if they can get a VA loan without BAH. Um, yes. And most people, the moment I'm like, yeah, actually you can, but you're still going to have to meet debt to income, yada, yada, yada. Here's some of your challenges you might see. Like it's going to depend on market, whatever. Uh, that's the last time I ever hear about hear from them. And then mm -hmm. like month two months later you're like hey by the way just closed and i'm like oh holy smokes all right yeah. cool but the thing that i like is you deployed to iraq and you came back with like 25 grand right as a as an e2 e3 um yeah. i was an e3 four in afghanistan and i came back with a motorcycle um <laughs> no money so uh not not nearly as savvy so i think that's like some of that's key right you were already looking to be frugal, save money, to learn a little bit about this, that, and the yeah. other. Uh, you were educating yourself. Like you were taking the right steps. You might say, yeah, okay, it took me, you know, X number of months to pull the trigger, but you were, you had a foundation that yeah. allowed you to do this. And, and I remember, um, tell me a little bit, uh, well, I, I don't know without getting anyone in trouble. Right. But I know you were having some issues with, you had to get like your command to sign something. Oh saying yes. that it was I okay can, for, I can talk about that because I closed <laughs> it. So it really doesn't matter anymore. Um, <laughs> So with that, um, so I had a little issue and it was, I was stressing about it. I used to have headaches about it. Um, and I couldn't even go to sleep about it cause I kept thinking about it. But, um, so getting the, the whole approval, um, like the steps to get approved for the VA loan. Um, one of the statements, one of the requirements that they asked me was to get a statement from my commander to say, um, I'm able to live off post. And I looked at, that's when I started to join the, the groups on Facebooks, like the military. Well, this is one ADPI, um, active duty, passive income. Um, and um, I, I, I wrote in there saying like what my situation was. And I've seen a whole, a lot of people commented on it. And they were saying, usually they don't ask about that. If anything, they'll ask for a, um, I forgot the term, like a certificate. Of, certificate of eligibility. Um, yes, certificate of eligibility. And um, so I was like, okay, why are they asking me this? I don't know if it's because I'm a single soldier, but, and then I think that's when I um, texted you on Instagram again, I'm like, okay, so the debt to income ratio, I understand that, but like, why would they ask me this? Um, and um, so I'm like, you know what? Um, and then my commander was not for it at all, um, just because he wanted to be safe on his side, making sure if I was uh, financially stable enough that if I did, have trouble paying the mortgage off, it wouldn't fall back on him, which I kind of get. Um, but I told him that I'm like, I'm independent when it comes to financial. Like I, I'm not trying to, um, you know, get too much of the pie. Um, so 
Um, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let this uh, stop me. And then I asked again my uh, the loan officer, and um, they said, we'll see if they ask it again. If they do, you just have to get it. And luckily, they didn't ask for it again. So, yeah, but do you understand how many people that are at your age that are um, $26,000 in debt with no cash? Yeah. The, the overwhelming majority. Right. So I'm sure your commander, commanding officer, right? You're like, hey, I need to sign off on you, on me buying a house. And he's probably like, what the heck is this yeah. knucklehead think he's going to do? And then he, my guess is, I don't know how dig, deep they dug into your financials, but my guess is they were incredibly surprised to see that you had any capital. Honestly, uh, probably. Probably so decent I, credit. Yeah. I bet you got more capital and a better credit score than the vast majority of your NCOs. Um, and that was a statement that I did say to my commander. Like I told him that most likely I have a better debt. I mean, I have a better credit score than most of these senior enlisted um, in, in my unit. Um, cause I am sad, I'm, but true. Yes. Um, and I make, I'm the type of person that I know if I want to invest, I have to be financially ready to invest. Um, I can't just say I want to invest and not have, you know, a good credit score. So I made sure during the time that I had, while I was in Iraq, I was, I was making sure that my credit was good and I had excellent credit score. Um, so I made sure that that was a, a foundation for me and also having capital as well. Um, but the thing with that is when I came back from Iraq, um, I had to celebrate. So I went down, took a vacation to uh, Miami, spent a lot of money. Um, so, but at the end of it, because um, I invest in stocks too as well. Uh, but when I, from the day I started looking for houses in October to when I, to I found that house on November 4th, I only had about, I'll say about four to $5,000 into the savings. And I knew I was going to use the VA loan, so I wasn't going to be hurt if, if it came down to it. Now I'm, I'm more, um, I have more money now, but it's also saving too. I'm, now I'm definitely saving more um, with my checks because I'm a single soldier, so I don't have a lot of expenses. Now I have a mortgage, but before that, I only spent about $200, two or $300 a month on my like fixed expenses. Yeah. I mean, you, you were preparing yourself for success, which is awesome. Um, Cause I mean, you're, you're at a huge disadvantage, not having a housing allowance while the rest of the world does. Right. Yes. Like it, but if you're smart with your savings, you're still able to be yeah. you know, um, totally fine. And my game plan. So I'll give you my game plan of how I was going to get this all done. So I talked to the agent um, and once she showed me a couple of houses, she only showed me about three houses before we found that one. Um, and I told her that I was trying to make sure that I close on the house before the New Year's. Just because I know I was going on um, deployment. So I'm going on rotation, rotation now. And I just wanted to make sure that if I use the VA loan, um, I'm able to, you know, if, because I know with the v, using the VA loan, you have to live there for a certain amount of days or, or a year, basically, intent to occupy. Um, so I'm like, okay, the orders haven't come out yet. So I was talking to my sergeant major. I was talking to my, my, uh, my NCO, I see, I was talking to my commander, asking them every day, did the orders come out yet? And they said, no, it hasn't come out. So I'm like, all right, cool. So my game plan was, I was going to get the house before new year's and then live in it for like the, the first two or three months or whatever. 
And then when the orders come out, I can be able to rent it. And I'm fine with that because I'm not breaking any laws. I am, I have orders to leave so I can leave and rent it out too as well. So, um, yeah. But I mean, you know, you hearing, hearing that you have orders coming down the pipe in the military, it's like, I mean, how many times you hear that you have orders coming down the pipe and then you get nothing or, you know, whatever. Right. So. Yeah. So, and that was another thing too. Um, so I was just making sure that I was safe too as well. Yeah. That was smart. So what's, uh, I don't think that you're at, I don't think you're at any disadvantage owning a house without BAH. In fact, um, you know, those other, they get BAH and then they rent and then they rent for, and then they rent for 14, you know, 14 years, 16 years of their career. They buy 10 years in, you know, and they miss 10 years of appreciation. So I think, yeah, uh, you know, you're going to, you're, you're at a little bit of an income disadvantage compared to maybe your peers who are above grade to you, mm-hmm. but not to like the larger market. Where, 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 where do you live? Uh, right now I'm stationed in Kansas, Fort Riley, Kansas. Okay. Yeah, well, pretty- I'm telling you the, um, the other people who live in that town that aren't in the military, they don't make much money. They don't get BAH either. Yeah. And they own houses. So, you know, you got a little bit of, no, you don't have any equity because you use the VA loan, but you got, um, that thing's going to pay for itself, especially after you leave. Right. Mm-hmm. At least if not more, and it's going to pay itself off. You're going to get the, um, equity, the appreciation, you're going to get the amortization and maybe a little bit of cash flow, And then in 30 years, it's going to be paid off. Meanwhile, the people who are, you go network next to you. dude, the hardest part of your life right now, I couldn't take it going to work and talking to knuckleheads that are like, I'm fucking broke. I bought a Ford yeah. Raptor. I have, can you spot me for a Corona? Like that's gotta be the hardest part right now is going to work every day and be like, what do you talk to those people yeah. about? Um, so with that, like I knew that the situation I was in trying to get a home, um, well buying a, a property, um, I knew I wanted to do it um, just because like my friend, he lit the, he lit the fire for me and I just, I just wanted to get it done. And uh, you know, when I found this property, I was kind of skeptical, skeptical about it because like, I just, cause I was, pre- I've been preparing for this to come during this whole 10 months of me, you know, procrastinating stuff like that. I always watch YouTube videos. Um, and uh, I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing this right because when I was calculating the ROI, I was getting triple digit returns on investment. I'm like, I don't know if this makes sense because I'm seeing everyone putting a down payment only getting about like 20% and they're saying it's a home run and I'm getting freaking 466% ROI. And I'm like- uh, Cash on cash. Yeah, well, yeah, cash on cash, yeah. Well, cash on cash. let's be really clear because, you know, this is a common problem that beginners make, right? Yes. They look at cash and cash as it's not return on investment. It's cash on cash return on investment. They're different. Yeah. So the deal, the deal might not be that good. Cash mm-hmm. on cash is a measurement of how good of debt you have. Yeah. Not how good the deal is. Because okay. if you have a lousy deal, right? If say you have a lousy deal and then you put 100% debt on it and it cash flows a dollar, it's infinite return on investment. Yeah. But it's not a good ROI. Hey guys, if you're looking to take your investing, business, life, or just yourself to the next level, then I have something for you. The War Room Real Estate Military Mastermind Group is a mastermind group that meets weekly in small groups of five to six people to help you hold yourself accountable and really experience that growth. But we also have a monthly guest speaker that we bring in, and we've had guest speakers that talk about mindfulness, taxes, 
we're bringing in somebody to talk about marketing. We bring in very specific topics that will adhere to very broad, any any kind of real estate investing or investing or entrepreneurship that you want to do, and we'll really help you out. We let you ask these speakers questions and get very personal with them. And then back to the small groups, weekly accountability for what you're trying to achieve and just being surrounded by like-minded people. And they say your network is your net worth. I know that's an overused phrase, but I recommend that you check it out. So just shoot an email to wrmastermind at gmail.com. Once again, that's wrmastermind at gmail.com. And we'll send you some more information. And I'm just saying that, that to, I'm just saying that to, to give you a hard time more than anything, or to, just to be clear the difference. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing too, as well. I think for me, um, during this whole process, because I learned so much, um, just as in like an inspector coming in the house. Um, and also with the inspector, usually the inspectors over here, they cost about like 400 to 500 bucks for an inspection fee. Um, luckily for me, that house was already got inspected, so they were doing a reinspection. So I only paid $100 with that reinspection um, out of my pocket. So out of pocket myself, I only spent about like $1,300 um, to get the house. And me saying that in my head, I was saying like, this is crazy. I, I just bought a, a property worth $195,000 and I only took out of my pocket like thirteen or 1400 bucks. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to earn it back very quickly. And it was crazy. Um, and... Um, the thing that I wish, uh, like the whole process, the thing that I wish I would, um, you know, I would have been better at, I would say, or I would have critiqued myself was the, the, nego- the, the negotiation part. Um, just because I was, go- I was so scared because my first offer was like 185,000 and, um, he re- he renegotiated re- negotiated to 200,000. And I'm like, what? Like, why is he going up? Like, this makes no sense. And I'm like, I got, I started getting scared. And um, I'm like, you know what? The numbers make sense with the, with the purchase price for me. So I'm like, okay, so let me just do the 195, the asking price. And I wish that I wish I would have negotiated better with the negotiation. Because yeah, I am starting out with no equity. But let me tell you something. I freaking, uh, I wish I negotiated better on every deal I've ever bought. Every deal I've ever bought. I'm like, you know, it'd be better if I paid less. Yeah. <laughs> so don't sweat yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Secondly, bro, in this market, you got to understand, like you're new to real estate, but like we're in a 12 year run where, you know what I mean? That's been going gangbusters and you're at the, you're at the, I don't know where you are at it, but you're, you're in the mix of uh, a super hot market. <laughs> yeah, so, so don't um, say top because who knows what's coming. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I don't know. It, we're, we, it's been going on for a while. Point is we're yeah. in a super hot market. So like negotiating right now. I mean, I don't, I can't speak for your market specifically, but if you came to my market and you're like, I want to negotiate and they're like, well, we have 10 offers all over asking price. So you hit us, you let me know what you're thinking and we'll get back to you. That's why I kind of like, I was scared cause I might lose it. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just get it out the way. Cause it makes sense either way. The, the numbers worked. I think you made the right decision, right? I mean, it, it, yeah. Okay. You can always, negotiate a little bit, but the, dude, even when you, even when you think you've got like the best, I've lowballed the heck out of somebody before and they're like, okay. And you're like, I sh- crap, yeah. I should have gone lower. Like <laughs> I embarrassed myself. And they said, yes, I could have gone. Yeah. Um, that just happened to be like last week. The guy was wanting like 65. I was like, I'll give you 50. And he goes, Oh, all right. And I'm like, shoot, wow. I should have gone lower. Um, and then he's like, do you want the kitchen table that's in the house? It's an heirloom, but you can have it. And I'm like, 
<laughs> okay. You know, so you never know. Um, but Alex is right. Like in this market, if you're able to come in at, at, at asking price and not have to pay a ton of stuff out of pocket, you're not. Yeah. You're not and that's bad. what the thing with, I started um, before I got to the agent, I was looking up how to know what agents to look for or like, you know, which one should I work with? And um, they was just basically saying like, if you're able to like build a relationship and like she, like the agent is looking out for you, um, those are the best ones to go for. So with my agent, she asked for the, the asking price with the 195, but she also put in 5,000 for closing and also for the termite inspection. Usually it's either way, it was like 80 bucks, but they made sure that the seller was paying for all that. That's cool. um, and actually with that, with the closing costs, I got money back from the closing costs too as well. So it kind of worked out. And plus my, with the rent, hopefully, um, so I have a tenant that's submitting an application in um, today, actually from my property manager, they told me. Um, so with that, if they, everything works through, with that rent, it's already paying the mortgage. Um, so I'm already living rent, rent free. Yeah. Yeah. In Too easy, house. bro. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. When you first started, before you closed on the property, um, I'm sure you had some idea in your head about real estate goals. Like what is this, what, you know, what did you, what was your big goal? What was your end goal? What, what were you trying to do with real estate? Right. And then yeah. how has that changed since now you're like, man, um, maybe this is easier than you thought. Um, all right. So that's a good question. Um, so when I first started, you know, learning about uh, real estate, my main goal was to um, reach financial freedom. Um, just so that I don't have to work anymore. I don't want to work anymore for someone else because in the military, if you're not that rank, you know, if you want to go on vacation, if you want to spend time with your family, you have to submit in a, a leave request and hope that it gets approved or not. And that me joining the army, I seen that from the beginning and I knew that that wasn't a career for me. So um, I made sure that I wanted to reach financial freedom and I don't have to work for someone else's, you know, dream or, you know, work for someone else on the clock and have to punch in. Um, so that was the big goal for me. But now doing this, um, this process of me actually doing it and actually owning a property, I've seen that now, like with the cash flow that, that I'll be getting with both sides running out, that's almost already half of my paycheck right now. Um, so, and it's only one property. And um, I told myself um, this year for 2012, for 2020, um, I wanted to have at least five, five, five door, well, eight doors, well, 10 doors. So five properties of a duplex by the time I'm 25. And um, I posted my deal, how I closed on it um, on the Facebook. And this one guy commented and he said, um, you know, I'm five years ahead of you and I already closed on my 68 unit. And I'm like, what the heck? Like how? Like, and now you just like he just made me like think I'm just I'm lowballing myself with that. You are. And Paul, let me like, so, good. Sorry. Oh, um, and I'm like, it's, it's it's so crazy that people are like scaling up like with these extreme numbers. I'm like, I don't know why I said 10 now. Like, I don't, I don't, I just I don't get it. I still scary. don't get it. Cause it seems scary and you're I, not surrounding yourself with the right people. It does seem scary, bro. I had a goal to get 10 properties in 10 years for the financial freedom. 
And I, um, I don't know how much I am like you, but I'm a slacker. Yeah, you didn't make it. I didn't want to work. I was like, I just got to get these properties so I can do what I feel like doing. And what I feel like doing is not usually work. So let me right. get 10 properties. I got eight in three years and I was going slow. I look back, I was going way too slow. And then in the last two years, I got another 75 units. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. It's been six years, bro. You're going to do, you're going to, you're going to do so good. And you don't have all the, um, you know, I'm a slacker. You're going to, you're going to do way better than me. So you're <laughs> undercutting yourself. I mean, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. But you know, Bill Gates says you overestimate what you can do in one year and you grossly underestimate what you can do in 10. Yeah. Wow. So like wow. next year, you're like, I buy one property, you're doing good. And then year three, you buy four. And then year five, you buy 30. That's how, yeah. you know, it scales exponentially. Yeah. And now that me, um, you know, seeing how people are actually like being successful in the real estate um, business. Um, now I just, I'm on like full send with, with real estate. Um, me and my friend, we both bought a property. We kind of bought the same, well, we bought the property, say about two weeks from each other. Um, and this is our first investment too as well. Um, and now we're already talking about buying another one. Are we partnering up? to do another one. Um, and we already starting to do businesses and we're doing like live videos on Instagram, doing meetings on Zoom with just people who are not, um, you know, educated about all this stuff with, when it comes to real estate, um, especially with real estate and stocks. But, um, and it's so crazy how people are so interested in this and they just don't know. And I'm like, wow, like I was like, I was like you guys. And like, now I just bought my first property. Yeah. Dude, just talking about what you're doing. All right, doing. don't get too big for your britches, rookie. <laughs> <laughs> just no, I'm, I'm trying to be humble, but it's crazy that um, I'm only 20 years old and I have a, a duplex, like, yeah. and I'm living in a barracks. So when I come back from the appointment, I'll have a barracks room. So I'll tell you what, in, in five years, yeah, five years from now, right? If you haven't bought a single house, you will still be ahead of me. So I didn't start. I was almost 26 when I bought my first property. Um, so, I, you know, if you surround yourself with the right people and you get on these Zoom calls and you start telling everybody what you're looking for and you start looking for the next opportunity and you keep working on your finances, there's no doubt in my mind you're going to crush this. I mean, eventually you get to a point where, you know, you send you send an email saying, hey, I got, uh, oops, I've got too many deals under contract. Uh, anybody want to lend some money? And you have like enough emails that you're like, ah, oh, crap. Like now I got to tell all these yeah. people I don't, you know, not that that's a bad thing, but you get to a point where things start to, it's, it's going to happen. So I think, I think you're on the right path there. Um, just by, you know, telling people what's up and, and continuing to learn and, and doing some, putting yourself out there and then saving money. I mean, you can't fail by just, I mean, you know, Alex is going to go off on me about how you can, but you, you can't, you're so young that, as long as you have your financial background, like the foundation and you're stable, you can afford to take these risks. Yeah. If you lost everything when you were 30 and you had to start over, you'd still be better off than most people who don't start when they're 30. So right. I think there's most a ton who of, don't ever start. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I think you've got, I mean, God, I'm just, I'm stoked to see what happens five years from now when you're like, you yeah, know. I'm stoked too to see it too. Um, I just, I just want to make sure that from that what I'm doing now, um, no matter what property comes my way, um, I just want to make sure that I'm doing it the right way. Like I don't want to just lose focus on what 
I started off with. Like, I know with this one, it was like a home run kind of, and it was, plus it was off market as well, but I just don't want to like, you know, be blinded by the other, uh, if it's on the MLS um, and it makes a little bit of cash flow, but like the potential is there, I come in with equity or anything like that. Um, so I think that's the, that's the thing I'm kind of like making sure I'm, I'm staying focused on. Yeah. Keep, keep looking and uh, you know, see, see who you can meet up with in the market. I guarantee there's people of people out there that are doing stuff off market or that are finding deals that you can link up with and find yeah, deals that and aren't on the market. What, what's crazy is that with me buying this house, so the seller, um, he has like multiple um, properties around that the the county um, that we are in. Um, and I, t- I asked him like, why are you selling this? He said, um, well, I want to start doing commercial real estate. So he was just liquidating his, his portfolio, like selling it. I'm like, that might be a potential, like, you know, I can just hit him up when I come back and like, Hey, you got another property for sale. Yep. And also the contractor for him that was remodeling, it was his dad. And his dad has, he told me he had a hundred properties. I'm yeah. like, those are people worth knowing. I'm like, wow. Like it's so crazy how like just by taking action, like you just, you expand like your knowledge and like your network. Um, so it was, it was so crazy for me because everything was all coming in and like those two months, um, actually doing this, I'm like, this is so crazy. Yeah. I love that. The best part of this podcast is how little you can believe that you did it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that's the power behind it. Right. I mean, nobody. So here's, so here's the thing, right. And like I mentioned before, I've had a lot of people ask me about using a VA loan without BH. You're the only person I know who's actually done it. And I have a lot of young individuals that I know who talk about real estate or talk about whatever. And not to say that, you know, not buying a house at 20 is like the end of the world, but like you did it. And the reason you did it is because you just kept taking little baby steps into doing it and you got there. And the fact that you don't even believe, like you're looking back and you're like, man, I don't, you know, whatever. Um, Dude, that's all, that's all like you will be successful in life if you can just take that next step. That's it. Yeah, but also you're never going to be happy with it, just so you know. You're going to be like, okay, I got to get the 10. You're going to get a 10, you're like 100 or I'm worthless. You get to 100 and you'll be like, 500 is anything less is for suckers. You get to 500, you see where this is going, right? You get to 500, yeah. you're like, man, if I don't have a thousand units, I might as well, I'm just a waste of air. You need to a thousand, the number's going to become 2,000. You it's get to 2,000, this is this. Welcome to the, welcome to the, the this is the most, if, uh, how do I say it? The healthiest hedonic treadmill of all. It's just basically <laughs> drug addiction, except you make money. Yeah. Oh. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. All right. So we got a few minutes left. Uh, I got a couple questions I normally ask people, but I'm actually going to kind of tweak it up. Uh, I'm curious to know what if somebody, so the 19 year old who just joined the army, that's wanted to follow your footsteps, right? What, what do you, what did you learn over the last year? Like where, where should they start? What should they, what should they try to focus on? Um, so what I would say to them is first, I would ask them, do you have like any debt now? Um, and if you don't apply for a credit card um, and start working on your credit, because credit to me, I was told um, that, you know, credit that that makes sure that you're able to join that 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 group of people, the ones that you don't even have to, um, you know, discuss anything like um, 
if you want to join that party, like you guys can do that. Like if you want to buy that certain thing, credit is like either the make it or break it type. So if you have good credit, um, you're able to do basically a lot of things that a lot of people can't do because of credit. Um, you know, you can have all the money in the world, but if credit, if you're not good with credit, like it's not going to be, if you have the cash, yeah, maybe, I guess, but credit. If you got cash, if you got cash, you can spend your cash. If you got credit, you can spend somebody else's cash. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I would tell that person, well, that 19 year old, um, definitely, um, work on your credit score and also educate yourself. Um, education for me, and I'm not talking about college because I didn't even go to college. Um, I didn't mean, I used to hate reading books in high school. Um, but I found something that I love, which is money. Um, and I just kind of like, you I know, so I just, years old of you. <laughs> I started reading, I started reading books about money and how money works and, you know, start being financially literate. And that just made my mind just start going. Even when I was used to lay in bed, um, I just start thinking about, okay, if I get this amount of money, like what would I do with it? Or, um, you know, if I had these money houses, like in Iraq, I was playing what, like if I had five houses that cash flow this amount of money, am I like financially free? Um, so I was just doing stuff like that. Um, so I would tell them like, definitely work on your credit score and definitely like investing yourself with knowing how money works. Yeah, bro. That's actually, I, yeah, that's actually better advice than most of our people give to be honest. Cause it's so basic. And like, I've been out of it. Look, I've been investing in real estate for a while. I worked in banking. Like uh, I got it. I ended up went and got a degree in finance. So like, I forget what it's like to be 20 and be like, Hey, what is the really bare bones things that everybody can work on? And a lot of people just don't do the work to get right. Basic per, uh, personal financial understanding that's like mega important do you know how to yeah. manage your own finances if you can't manage your finances you can't yeah. manage a business finance so it, it, you're only going to get in more trouble basic financial management not just understanding it but putting it into action one two have good credit those two things dude even if you're not an ambitious person even if you're just like look i just don't want to stress about money for my whole life i'll go to work whatever i don't want to invest i just want to save. like those two things will get you far in life those two simple things that every human being can do yeah. And also to add on to that, just the third one, a little third, you know, little home run um, is definitely surround yourself by like minded people that, you know, that want to do something with their lives. Because um, I do have since I'm young, um, I do have friends, uh, well, people that I graduated high school and I come back home and they're doing the same thing they did in high school. And um it's just, I, I can't just be around them just cause like, I'm not on the same mindset as I'm like, I'm, I want to be somewhere in life. And like, they're just still sitting back doing nothing. Um, so definitely um, surround yourself with, with like-minded people because they, they can actually take you farther than what you think you can actually go. I just want to point out that I was, I've been working on like a, uh, kind of an email series for how to help people out with like VA loan and basic stuff. And I'm talking to my agent lender out here this week to confirm my understanding on like biggest things that disqualify people either from pre-approvals or closing on properties and credit is like the thing. Um, I mean, there's obviously there's other reasons, debt to income, you know, whatever, but like, dude, it is mind boggling how many 30, 40, 50, 60 year old people don't have a credit score or wouldn't want to tell you their credit score in public. Yeah. 
And so that's incredibly helpful advice, especially because I think Alex kind of got to it, but like, I don't think I, I don't remember to tell people that part when people are like, Oh, what do I need to know for real estate? I'm like, well, this, 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 I like, I forget that. Like I, I didn't have credit at one point. Right. Paul, yeah. what do you use to track your credit score? Um, I use credit karma for one. And so now since I'm in the military, I use Navy federal. So they have like a FICO score, the mm-hmm. link that you can click. Um, and I check that occasionally, but when I first started, I, I always check credit karma once a week, baby, once a week. Um, and with that, um, luckily for me, um, I was kind of like, I had, um, my brother was, he made me an authorized user, uh, when I was younger, like I say, when I was 15, but I never even seen, I like, he told me like, what's his social, like social, um, security number. And I'm like, all right, I gave it to him cause he, I knew he's gonna be good with it. And then, um, uh, he worked on it. I didn't even know I had a credit card under my name. Um, and when I applied for it, I got a credit card that gave cash back. Um, so with that, I was using it, but also I was paying it down. Um, and I made sure, cause I used, I hate having debt. Like I hate having, like, I have to owe people with money. Like I hate that. Um, but now like I'm getting the concept of some debt. Well, debt is good. Depends on what debt it is. Um, so I use credit karma and, uh, the FICO on the little bank app. And I just applied for a new credit card, like Monday. So definitely want to work on my credit score again. I love it. All right, buddy. So this has been awesome. And the bottom line of this is you can do it, right? Like, yes, you, you just got to put your mind to it and make it happen. If Paul can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. If Alex Absolutely. can do it, anybody can do it. Alex's dog in the background there actually runs the business. So um, <laughs> can you see Tilla? You know, yeah. Oh my God. Look at this dog right now, bro. Hold up. Look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> chilling all right so the last question that i always ask people is just where can people get a hold of you right people are going to want to talk to you there i'm obviously i'm going to share everything in the show notes of the show but if someone wanted to reach out to you right now and just ask you some questions or you know talk to you about real estate or whatever what's the best spot to reach out um so i am um on social media on instagram um at underscore underscore poly um p-a-u-l-y um and that's where I post all my content. Um, and, you know, I always post positive things on, on that. Um, sometimes with my cards or whatever, but um, that's where most people can reach me. Um, yeah. So social media, Instagram. Oh yeah. And I'll tag you on all that. Paul, thank you so much for joining us this evening. This has been awesome. And uh, we're, we're going to have to jump on another call and, and talk some more and get to, I look forward to watching you through this journey. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, David. Thank you. Other guy. Alex. Alex. <laughs> F you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm new, just new, saying. I'm mad. new favorite guest. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. Favorite dead to me. All right. I'm going to mute Alex. And no. <laughs> Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from militarymillionaire.com slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show. Give us a review on iTunes. Now get out there and take action.